Welcome to the H1B Guy podcast, and thank you for downloading or streaming the H1B Guy podcast. This is an audio-only version of the H1B Guy news for the week ending May 14th, 2021, originally posted on YouTube. The H1B Guy podcast is proudly sponsored by RecruiterNetworks.com, the smart solution for digital permads since 2001, and also by Path to Canada, the ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. The H-1B Guy here, and today, the H-1B Guy news for the week ending May 14th, 2021. Today I'll cover documented dreamers get more news coverage, results of H-1B restrictions analyzed, and USCIS issues two news releases. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you, if you haven't already, to please subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube and like this video so that I can continue to produce more content like this for you. I also wanted to mention the H1B Guy offers a variety of consulting services. I help businesses and individuals solve complex work authorization issues and the recruitment process while bringing awareness to employment-based immigration benefits. If I can help you, please reach out. I'd love to hear how. Today's news is brought to you by RecruiterNetworks.com, the smart solution for digital perm ads since 2001. And also by Path to Canada. Path to Canada is the ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. If you're facing an H-1B denial or OPT expiration, don't get caught off guard. Make sure you have a plan B and Path to Canada is your answer. Well, I wanted to thank everyone who took the time to join me on Wednesday for the H-1B Guy Live. And honestly, just a huge thanks to every one of you who's taken the time to watch a video and help this channel get over 100,000 views in under 11 months. Thank you so much. Now, the news. May 7th, 2021, in an article written by Rekha Basu, posted on the Des Moines Register titled, An Iowa City Documented Dreamer Tells a U.S. House Panel About Her Plight Shared by 200,000 Others. Quote, We're dreading her 21st birthday, to be honest, said her mother, Sampada Matre, in Iowa City, as Perrine would tell the U.S. House Judiciary Subcommittee on Immigration and Citizenship in a heart-rending testimony April 29th. It leaves her subject to self-deportation to India, and that's the despite the fact that she has lived in America legally for all but the first four months of her life. Perrine's parents always had visas, first as students of the University of Iowa and later as professional employees on H-1B visas for high-skilled workers for whom there is a need. Until age 21, Perrine was covered by an H-4 visa as their dependent. At age 21, you age out of the system, she explained. Even worse off, the children of H-1B visa holders are those whose parents came from abroad on E-2 visas for small business owners. Their children have no pathway to citizenship and must leave at age 21. At least 10,000 documented dreamers are ordered to self-deport every year. Well, nice to see the Des Moines Register cover this story 
And thanks again to Perrine Matre for coming on the H1B Guide channel and sharing her personal story on the Documented Dreamers Series Live Episode 4. And of course, thanks to Deep from Improve the Dream, who's also quoted in this article. I've talked a good bit about this, but the 21st birthday is not something that Documented Dreamers or their parents celebrate very much to the contrary to their American-born contemporaries. But the really big takeaway from this coverage is the fact that 10,000 documented dreamers are forced to self-deport every year. Think about that and the message that it sends to future generations. May 8, 2021, in an article written by Yu Yu Zhao for the New York Times titled, do restrictions on H-1B visas create American jobs? Quote, interviews with immigration lawyers and H-1B visa applicants suggest that when the Trump administration introduced additional scrutiny on H-1B applications, companies often shifted workers or hired elsewhere instead of filling the roles with American workers. Britta Glennon, an assistant professor at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, calculated that for every 10 unfilled H-1B positions, an equivalent of three jobs were created overseas. The work that would have been done in the other seven jobs was spread around. Some was out outsourced to other companies, some was done by industry university partnerships, and a much, much smaller amount was done by newly hired American workers, she said. The chances of getting an H-1B visa have never been lower. This year, the lottery pool contained 308,000 applicants, meaning only one in four applicants was selected. If companies can't get the visas they want to sponsor foreign workers in the United States, there is little stopping them from hiring workers outside the United States. And the increasing acceptance of remote work after the pandemic may mean even more types of jobs can be filled anywhere in the world. I had not previously seen the analysis around the fact that for every 10 unfilled H-1B positions, an equivalent of three jobs are created overseas, and that the workload of the other seven is spread around. That's a pretty staggering statistic as we continue to find ourselves entrenched in the war on human capital. The other thing that stood out to me is that this is the first place that I've seen any concrete data being reported about the number of submissions received by USCIS for the H-1B lottery for fiscal year 2022 at 308,000. Wow. I've discussed the speculation surrounding a 20% selection rate. If this number holds true, that will put the selection percentage at 27.5%, 27.5%, down 3.5% from last year. With the continued growth of a work-from-anywhere mentality by employers in 2021, it's amazing to see that the highest number ever of new H-1B applications via the lottery has been received by USCIS. May 10th, 2021, in a news release posted on USCIS.gov titled, 
DHS announced continuation of International Entrepreneur Parole Program. Quote, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services announced today that the Department of Homeland Security is withdrawing a 2018 notice of proposed rulemaking that proposed to remove the International Entrepreneur Program from DHS regulations. The International Entrepreneur Parole Program, first introduced in 2017, will remain a viable program for foreign entrepreneurs to create and develop startup entities with high growth potential in the United States. The program will help to strengthen and grow our nation's economy through increased capital spending, innovation, and job creation. Under the IE program, parole may be granted to up to three entrepreneurs per startup entity, as well as their spouses and children. Entrepreneurs granted parole are eligible to work only for their startup business. Their spouses may apply for employment authorization in the United States, but their children are not eligible for such authorization based on this parole. Additional information on eligibility and how to apply is available on the International Entrepreneur Parole page. USCIS will plan information sessions and other outreach activities to ensure foreign entrepreneurs are aware of this opportunity and how to pursue it. As I covered earlier in the week on H-1B startup advice, it isn't easy for H-1B visa holders to be entrepreneurs, but that a concurrent H-1B is most likely their best bet. If the U.S. wants to continue to maintain top status as the number one destination country in the world, we have to continue to make it attractive for entrepreneurs and innovators alike. The history on the IE program has been a bit of a roller coaster. A President Obama-era ruling that was then reviewed and put to rest by President Trump's administration um, you know, now has sort of a return to significance. Hopefully, this is a sign of more reasonable rulings to come. May 11th, 2021. In a news release posted on USCIS.gov titled Rescheduling Biometric Services Appointments by Phone, quote, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS, announced today that applicants, petitioners, and requesters and beneficiaries may now call the USCIS Contact Center 800 800- 375-5283 to reschedule their biometric services appointments scheduled at a USCIS application support center. Previously, applicants had to submit requests in writing to reschedule their biometrics appointments. This change helps eliminate undue paperwork and allows USCIS to track the request through a more efficient process. Applicants must establish good cause for rescheduling and must call before the date and time of their original appointment to reschedule. If an applicant fails to call before the scheduled appointment or fails to establish a good cause, USCIS may consider the application petition or request abandoned and as a result it may be denied. Biometrics appointments continued to find themselves in the news releases on USCIS.gov. As I covered last week on the H-1B Guy News for the week ending May 7th, 2021, what I find puzzling about this move is the manual process involved, even if it is just a phone call. I said that because I know a lot of you have complained about the whole times associated with calling the USCIS contact center. Now that biometrics are no longer required for spouses of non-immigrant workers, hopefully this will speed up the biometric appointment process for others. The question that I have though is why not make this rescheduling request process eligible for electronic submission? While a phone call is most likely easier than a physical written notice, this just seems like it could have been improved in a better way. Maybe say electronically 
via communication from a my uscis account for the full post on the h1b guy news for the week ending may 14th 2021 please check out the h1bguy.com and a reminder that today's news was brought to you by recruiternetworks.com the smart solution for digital permads since 2001. This national job board network provides recruitment websites in 1,024 major U.S. metro areas. Each local job board is its own portal and is a low-cost resource for immigration recruitment ads for all industries and professions with a flat price of $225 per ad regardless of which city you choose. RecruiterNetworks.com has been the number one place for immigration attorneys, immigration ad agencies, and employers to meet the DOL requirements for the digital portion of the PERM advertisement rules. RecruiterNetworks.com. Tell them the H-1B guy sent you. And the news is also brought to you by Path to Canada. Path to Canada provides an ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. If you're facing an H-1B denial or OPT expiration, don't get caught off guard. Make sure you have a plan B and Path to Canada is your answer. They will help you navigate the process. And if you're interested in finding out more, uh, please be sure to click the link in the video description below. Just wanted to ask you again to please like this video, subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube, and click the bell for notifications so that you're notified anytime we post new content here to this channel. If you've made it this far, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to watch my video. I really appreciate your support. The H1B Guy, your global source for all things H1B.